Welcome back to Couchcast time again. Couchcast number 21 as Barry looks at furry conventions. I am Master Torago. Dr. Vlark. 80s Jeff. We're here to talk weak and geek. Let's and talk about furries. Let's uh, just talk all about furries for the entire freaking Couchcast. Oh, we're going to have to start with it apparently, if nothing else. I've got the, I've got the perfect CSI opening for Barry's Furcon. Looks like someone got stroked the wrong way. Don't yeah! do that. Oh, no! Don't Miami me. <laughs> Unacceptable. Yeah. For those who don't know, Torgo is deathly afraid of the CSI Miami. Oh, boy. Actually, I shouldn't say fear. Fear is not the right word. Don't be afraid of CSI Miami. Don't be afraid of Horatio Kane. Not afraid. It's it's ire. It's it's, it's a pure it's, hatred. It really is. It's degraded into something it has no business being. Uh, yeah, but they haven't gone to a furry con yet. No, that was the original CSI. <laughs> I know. I love that episode. So what do you have to do to go to a furry con? Okay, f- all right, Barry, explain, just in case for that listener or two that doesn't know what a furry convention is. Well, d- they have to know what furries are first. Okay, what's a furry? Okay. Furries, there's no news regarding this. This is just our curiosity about furries. Furries are either a group of people who identify with a furry fandom or a group of furry characters in art or role play. Um, Okay, what's a furry? uh, uh, All right, all right. (laughs) Hang on. Someone who derives pleasure from contact with They're essentially, folks, the big costumes you see at the big theme parks. It's your... Seven dwarf costumes. It's your Bugs Bunny costume. It's the big, overly animal. Your college body costumes. Your professional yes. sports mascots. Your yes. Your Chewbacca costumes. Anthropomorphic your... giant furry costumes that people like to wear. Now, there's kind of two sides to this. There are people that enjoy it in a clean way. That, uh, as you said, identify with these living cartoons. And then there's the, the dark side of freedom. Which I think is the great side. Which involves <laughs> button-down flaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bow, chicka, wow, wow. They getting down in their hotel rooms. Nothing like a little strange. <laughs> yeah. That's so strange, all right. <laughs> Nothing little about it. <laughs> the furry community, and this is from the Wikipedia entry for it, the furry community also attracts furry-related fetishists who warm to the non-condemning atmosphere and the ability to express fantasies of a sexual nature that would rarely be tolerated anywhere else except this couch. The sexual nature. That and diapers. They're yeah, the diaper people, there's no convention for them. <laughs> you know there is. Not that you know of. Yeah. There's a convention for almost all fetishes out yeah. there. There's some really twisted stuff for the, on the internet. For that convention, you need a password. Hey, Doug X, if you're listening, guess where we're sending, sending you, you next? <laughs> <laughs> Your press pass is in the mail. I want to go to a furry convention so bad. Would you dress up? Fuck yeah! <laughs> what as? Aren't you a little short to be Chewbacca? I'd dress up as a stormtrooper. Now, stormtrooper is not a furry man. That's not anthropomorphized being. I'd That's be the guy that they within. hate at the convention. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So tell me about the week in geek. You tell me about the week in geek. You okay. got the main list. I we'll go through my list when we're through with yours. Fast and Furious Director will tackle a Highlander reboot. Reboot. 
Because there can be only one. Will, will, will mm-hmm. Queen be doing the soundtrack? Uh, God, I hope so. Uh, they're going to reboot the Highlander film franchise by handing the reins to Justin Lin, the director of Fast and Furious. Hmm. He will direct from a script that's to be written by Iron Man writers Art Markham and Matt Holloway. Interesting. So, well, at least it's got some potential. Yeah. I, 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 this is a chickens versus hatched, you know. Well, yeah. But at least they'll escape Highlander 2. And three. And four. And four in the TV series. Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of like the TV series. TV series was the same, friend, sh- same episode over and over again. If you're going to watch, yeah. if you have to watch Highlander 2, watch the Renegade Director's Cut. Yes. Because that's at least a decent take on the sequel. Whereas the first one with all the alien world bullshit is uh, so awful. My and friend Rich loves, loves, loves Highlander. We always used to watch it. He was crazy about Highlander. I don't know why. But it was it had its moments. Now, the show, you're absolutely right, Jeff. Uh, the show was bullshit. Um, I remember this one episode where he cut this guy's head off, as usual, and he does this quickening thing where he stands there and goes, arf, 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 lightning strikes through, through him, and mm-hmm. the house lifts up five feet and then drops down and is somehow all right and everything works in it. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. You know, if we're going to stay on Highlander for another minute here, the TV series, yes, the TV series was bizarre. Now, bizarre is not a good enough word, but it was the same thing every week. Connor McLeod meets somebody from his pack. Sorry, Duncan, because Connor was in there. Whatever. Whatever. Phineas. He he meets somebody from his past every week. Winds up having to have a sword fight with the person and cuts their head off and then quickening. No, sometimes they have two sword fights. You're you're right. I'm sorry. uh, Apparently, I'm dead wrong about the format of the series because I forgot. Sometimes he has to lop off two people's heads in the same hour. Three. That was a crazy episode. That must have been a season ender. My freaking mind. But yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't know how that series kept going as long as it did, even though that it was in syndication. Well, if you want to try it out, I think of the first three seasons down there. No, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen enough of them over the years on Sci-Fi Channel and whatnot that, uh, yeah, I, I don't. You've, if uh, here it is, folks. If you've seen one, you've seen them all, and I'm sure we're gonna get all kinds of hate mail. Like, oh my God, Highlander! The series was so awesome. And you know what? No, I please loved... send me that mail because you deserve the virus I'm going to send back to you. <laughs> I loved the first film when I saw it when I was in junior high. I recently watched it, and when I say recently, within the last 12 months. I watched the movie again. Gotta say, not as pleased with it as I was when I was. Can I say that I'm semi pure? Younger. I've only really, truly seen the very first Highlander. Really? I've never seen part Good. two. Stop now. Yeah, stop, now stop okay, right I have to say I went to the movie theater to see Highlander 3 when it was originally released and promptly forgot it. So I still consider myself very pure because my brain couldn't handle it. And Well, it's in the damage section. I guess all those as far as the you never read go. the Highlander books and played the Highlander role-playing game and got Highlander, now, the birthday... I do remember when when the web was young, and we were young. <laughs> God, what was the name of that la- the last sequel, the one that had both Connor and Duncan in it? And, Highlander: uh, The Search for More Money. No, that was Highlander: The Assening. <laughs> the Assening. <laughs> <laughs> B- 
But somebody out there published White Wolf addendum rules for the vampire role-playing games you wanted to play Highlander. Oh, my oh, God, no. I remember that. How do you remember that? And I don't. I was a White Wolf junkie. Yeah, that's the, the uh, yeah. Wow. When, when, the, when the West was still wild. Oh. In fact, you probably still search for it out there if you really were curious and I cruel to yourself. I thinking about that. <laughs> You know, they published rules for Cenobites from Hellraiser, too. Did they? That I missed. Someone did. It was just, you know, fans doing it. Good, because no one else seems to know what the <laughs> mythos of those things are. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever. How Even about some Clive Barker's like, ah, that was a fucking fever dream. How about some more movie stuff? Hey. Hey. Good news. Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street trailer hit the internet. I watched it for the first time tonight. It's great. I love it. It looks like it has potential, although it's doing the one thing that I was afraid it was going to do. Making Freddy a sympathetic character? No, that that was bound to happen. You know because they're going to give us a little more preemptive story. That's, That's expected. Thank you, Rob Zombie. But the thing that that makes me nervous is I'm already I'm recognizing the same kills from the first one. I realize that you're ma- remaking the first movie, but it doesn't mean you have to dispatch the characters in the same iconic way. Okay. Give it a little room because it's just of course the I am. Of course I am. However, they did some of the had, iconic stuff. It, it, but they, but they were. It was reshooting some of the same kills. It was obvious, and that's. I mean, going to the trailer is not spoiling anything. It's right there in front of you. There's the bathtub scene, and then there's the, the Tina roof. Tina getting pulled to the ceiling. Yeah. So, mm. those are. Two very specific parts to the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and I would—they ha- are such carte blanche to do whatever they want to do that I imagine they'll redo these much more brutally than they were initially. Because this is Michael Bay, and this is the guy that gave us the remake for Leatherface, for goodness' sakes, and he did it well. But he made it really dark and brutal. Wait, Michael Bay is doing the Friday the Michael 13th Bay. Remake? He produced the it. remake of Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre. Oh, he's producing. Okay. Yeah, he's not doing his I was going to say, I did not hear him was directing. Okay, I guess. But uh, Haley looks great as uh, Kruger in the trailer, at least. Oh, yeah. I'm sold. He, he's, uh, it's, he's creepier. Robert Englund always had that little bit of humor to him. Not till the third movie. Are you sure? Yep. The first movie, there is no humor in that character whatsoever. Maybe not humor. There is no, there are no, no quips except for just a small little bit to Tina and so on. But overall, well, that's dark a, humor. Well, but there was a, there was a coming from a definitely dark, angry place. Whereas later on, it became more cartoonish, hmm. and that started about episode, episode. I three. think Jackie Earl Haley's portrayal of Freddy is going to be a little more psychotic, in the same way that. Uh, the Joker has gotten more and more psychotic. And appreciated. Yeah, I definitely yeah. appreciate that. And I'm, I'm very looking forward to the film, especially after seeing this trailer. I just hope that that's, those are the only two kills that they ape from the first one because, well, I've seen that movie already. I agree. So I agree. Oh, my God. You, okay. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. Is this that caterpillar thing? Yes. Sort of, this human what centipede. Is the, human, what is a human centipede? Human centipede. Okay. Oh, my God. I found this on iWatchStuff.com. Um, how, do I even, how do I even begin? How do I even begin to describe that good, this huh? freaking film? Okay. It's a film? It's called Human Centipede. <laughs> uh, internationally respected Siamese twin surgeon, Dr. Joseph Heider, 
has a demented vision for mankind's future existence. He wants to remove human beings' kneecaps so they have to exist on all fours and surgically graft them mouth to anus to form a centipede chain. When two stranded female Americans arrive at his luxury homecoming <laughs> hospital looking for help, his long gest- gestating, gestating plan swiftly moves into chilling action with a shocking force. Kidnapping a third Japanese male tourist, he begins the tissue matches, teeth removal, and buttock molding to create his triplet creature. That sounds disgusting. That's awesome! For the win. There's like a little trailer and stuff, like a part of a sequence. I'm not... I'll show you later. This is a Japanese movie? I don't know. This is all I know about it. I didn't really look any further. Wow, dude. Really? What? What? Grafting someone's mouth to someone's ass. That's what I'm saying. It's disgusting. It'd be okay, I guess, if you're the first person. (laughs) But how lucky do you have to be? Eh, I know I'd draw the short straw on that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's nasty. You'd end up being the last person in the chain, so (laughs) (laughs) you would be eating everyone's shit. (laughs) And you'd be shitting out everyone else's shit. That they shat. That they shat. <laughs> After they ate, and the other guy shat. Shit. Which was Wait. made up from... <laughs> Is shat the past tense of shit? But it does give new meaning to the word chain gang. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy chain. Ugh. Nasty, yeah. nasty film. Yes. That's like up there with teeth. Not coming to a theater near you, but get it on DVD very soon. With teeth in theaters? Teeth? I don't think... I think it was limited release if that. Vagina Dentata. You know, I've had it in my Netflix queue forever, and I can't bring myself to watch it. No? I haven't seen it. Isn't it on either. your instant queue? I think it's on ours. Yes, it is. I got a feeling that once you watch it, it's going to make the show. Ah, oh, the things that are on my instant queue. By the way, yeah. you, Here, you here's, here's Barry three months ago. Man, there's nothing on the fucking instant queue. I don't even know why I have it. That's true. I remember that day. Well, yeah. I don't know. They fixed I, it. Oh, yes, they did. They. Paul fixed it. And half the <laughs> stuff I deleted because it was crap. Stuff to cry about. God, you're such a girl, Paul. You know, but you know they they well, have added only... several new titles in the last like month or well, so. Well, so. like Netflix, he had to compare to what you've already enjoyed, and since you own Beaches, <laughs> dude, I don't own it. It's not mine. It wasn't mine. I hate that film, and I don't. I'm not well, too fond of you. What was the other one? It was Beaches and uh, Beaches and Moonstruck. Shut up. <laughs> Not my fit. It wasn't mine, man. Some say love. It is a river. I hate you people. I, I need new friends. Barry, you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> You're the fart beneath my wings. <laughs> moving on. Indeed. Fart what do we got? Between your sails? What? Um, you, oh, wait, not moving. Oh, I hate you. Oh, you threw me off. <laughs> my brain is such a delicate balance of... News and hatred for you. Um, if you happen to be surfing through Netflix and you find mm-hmm. a film called Stupid Teenagers Must Die, do not put it in your queue. No, it's got a great title. It's out, Yes, it does. That's why I got it and I watched five minutes of it and I hate it. Absolutely can't stand the film. It's the possibly worst film I've seen on Netflix ever. And I think it's filmed on someone's cell phone camera. Okay. But there are tits. Well, see, That's why I watched it for the other four minutes after the first minute. So what is worse, that or Wyatt Earp? Oh, God. Mm. Costner! Super must die. <laughs> wow, all right. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Even with the boobs. Wow. Yeah. 
How about some game news? Uh, LucasArts is seeking testers for Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah, now this is full-on game testers to work on the game, right? Well, this isn't a... they have not used the B-word, beta. Okay. But, uh, so this is in-house te- testers. They're testing on an extremely limited scale. So it's kind of like Alpha point. Five. I don't. Okay. There's no uh, between alpha. So it is in house testers. This is going out saying, yeah, going "Do you want to try this game? How strong can you lick me?" Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I love Here's my Star Wars. Learn love my Star Wars. It. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out. Lucas likes when people suck his cock. However, <laughs> yes, he does. But I beta tested Star Wars Galaxies. Barry's been there and done that. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, I have a stormtrooper <laughs> statue in my house. Um, I beta tested Star Wars Galaxies, and I absolutely hated it. And it was better once it came out, but not that much. I'm not sure about betaing a game. If I'm really, really interested in getting uh, advanced knowledge of the game, great, maybe I'll beta it. But you're not enjoy- you're not playing the game to enjoy it. You're playing it to help it get better. Right. So you don't have the enjoyment. You know? And True. once it comes out, all the stuff that's fresh and new in the beginning, it's kind of old hat to you. Yeah, I can see that. So be ready to sacrifice a little bit of fun to have an edge on people when it comes out. True. So I don't know. I won't be beta testing. But you could also save yourself by getting the betas, realize if that's the kind of game you like or not. Uh, I wish I'd have you know tried Champions out before I bought it. Games change as soon as you get all the people in. True. It's a completely different game once people jump <laughs> in and discover all those bugs. So not me because I don't. I solo. Well, yeah, I I tend to solo for the first fifty levels too, but you know I like anti-social so. freaks. Yeah, I know. All right, what else we got here? Let's see. Oh, <laughs> after that big Disney Marvel deal that we mm-hmm. talked about before, oh, yes. uh, the oh, cartoonist yeah. heirs seek to reclaim their rights. Uh, well, the heirs of uh, Jack Kirby. Jack right? Kirby, that's right. Yeah, who been, uh, who has been credited as the co-creator of characters and stories behind Marvel mainstays like the X Men and Fantastic Four among others, mm-hmm. last week sent 45 notices of copyright termination to Marvel, Disney, Sony Pictures, Universal Pictures, 20th Century Fox, Paramount Pictures, and others who've been making films and other forms of entertainment based on their characters. Right. Apparently there was written in the contract that Marvel would own these characters for like a, a number, like 39 years, something like that. And that number comes due in about 10 years, I think, is when it starts. About 7 to 10 years from now. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I guess Marvel made the statement that they said they, uh, uh, rather Disney said that they uh, they did the deal with full knowledge that, with the possibility of that being uh, reverting to the family right. after ten years. So right. So uh, Fantastic Four at 2017, Hulk 2018, X Men 2019. But remember, this is just that the rights revert back to the creators. That doesn't mean that Marvel loses them. That means that Marvel will have to pay the family of Jack Kirby yeah. to license the characters. It also said something about, about they, creator rights. Yeah, yeah, they would they would have to be involved in any um, development of like character, uh, excuse me, uh, movies or video or whatever that oh, would sure, they'd include have those a, characters. So they would have to be involved in the. So you'll still get those films, right. but well, let's remember this is ten years from now at this yeah. point. So that gives Marvel a full ten years to mess with whatever they like. Yeah, full creative reign for ten years before they get reined in, and of course this. Then this is I, I would I'd like to think that the uh, Kirby clan would like to not only keep their characters going, but would also be doing the smart thing on 
not reining things in too much. Well, yeah, and the yeah. representation is the same people that got, uh, I believe it was Jerry Siegel's yes. family, yes, the right. rights back yeah. from... Uh, and then, I mean, this is a good thing. I mean, these are the people that, this is the family that, that uh, well, <laughs> they really didn't do anything their dad did, but... Right. But it, it should go to the rights of the person that created it, and therefore, yeah, of yeah, course. because I believe he passed in what? Hey, he 99, 2000, something like that. It's, something like it's that. been a while since he passed. So, so, so good on them, and of course, it's it's good to see that Disney's like, yep, no problem. Overall, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of legal wrangling in between now and then. Sure, but uh, but overall, they're not making knows some Disney kind has of an army of lawyers. On right, staff. they could make this a huge stink, but they also don't want a bad PR battle. So, right, they're doing the right thing so far. Basing, yep, we know. How about some science? Science. This is interesting. This is a science. This is of particular interest to Paul Mattingly. Project Gaydar. <laughs> That's right. Hold on, wait. Let's give Paul a minute to defend himself. There you go, Paul. All right, there, yeah, there you go. That's yeah, great. He's on a boat. Yeah. Uh, it started out as a simple term project for an MIT class on ethics and law in the electronic frontier. Two students partnered up to take on the latest internet fad, the online social networks that were exploding into the mainstream, a la MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, da 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 with people signing up in droves to reconnect with old friends and all that stuff, well, they wondered what the online masses were unknowingly telling the world about themselves. They wondered what the, whether the basic currency of interactions on a social network, like friending someone online, mm-hmm. might reveal about a person that they would want to keep hidden. So they used the data from Facebook, and they made a striking discovery. Just by looking at their, their online friends, they could predict whether the person was gay. They did it with a software program that looked at the gender and sexuality of a person's friends and using a statistical analysis made a prediction. And they had no way of checking all their predictions, but based on their own knowledge outside of the Facebook world, their computer program appeared quite accurate for men, they said. Hmm. And people may may be effectively outing themselves just by the virtual company they keep. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So, uh, bullshit or not bullshit? Well, it, uh, it, it, it makes sense. To a point. I mean, I haven't used the program, so I don't, I don't know personally, but... Well, but, I mean, if they're still... If they're using the same predictor algorithms that, like, say, Netflix uses, then I don't see that being accurate, because Netflix already thinks that Torgo is gay. I liked a musical. Oh, there it is. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you like musicals, yeah, clearly you're gay. Hey, I brought Sweeney like Todd to the show, and I stand firmly behind it. No, I, I gotta agree. Sweeney Todd was a good, a very good movie. See, Netflix thinks you're gay too. No, it doesn't. I think it's. I think you can tell a lot about a person by what friends they keep online and what connections they have in Facebook. Here's an example: uh, an assistant professor of computer science at the uh, University of Texas found he could make decent predictions about a person's political affiliation. He and a student, who later went to work for Facebook, took 167,000 profiles and 3 million links between people in the Dallas-Fort Worth network. They used three methods to predict a person's political views, and one prediction model used only the details in their profiles. Others used friendship links, and the third combined the two sets of data. And they found that certain traits, such as knowing what groups people belong to or their favorite music, were quite predictive of political affiliation. Or friending Barack Obama. Or friending Barack Obama. (laughs) Or perhaps if you like country music, you might be inclined to be a Republican. Or if you like emo, you might be inclined to be retarded. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you like emo, Barry? I do not. (laughs) 
Sean. And this is Emo Sean. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Uh, doing Your online stuff tells a lot about you. I mean, looking at my links, you could tell I like geek stuff because of the, you know, the people I keep and, you know, the, the links I link to, like Star Trek stuff right. and Star Wars stuff. Well, hey, if you look at my email, you can see that I enjoy popping pills and extending my penis. <laughs> <laughs> how true, how true. Anyway, here's some better science. Direct and this from is Mexico. true. Viagra. I've, I've totally always thought this. Um, good looks boost wages. No. In a study, what? In a study of 4,000 young men when? and women, it was found that beauty boosted paychecks more than intelligence. Those judged to be easiest on the eye earned up to 10% more than their less attractive friends and colleagues. That's Especially why the, the Playboy club. girls get paid more than the Hustler girls. <laughs> Applied to the average salary of 25,000 pounds, this is an English uh, <laughs> well, study, well, there uh, the plainness penalty would make a difference of over 2,500 pounds a year. Around fifty pounds a week, five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's unclear what is behind the phenomenon, but it may be that beauty breeds confidence. Oh wow! Wow. Uh, a Yale University uh, researcher rated the attractiveness of the young men and women. Uh, just over half were judged average, while seven percent were felt to be very attractive, and eight percent were judged unattractive or very unattractive. And volunteers also sat in an IQ test and disclosed their salary it became clear that pay scales were far from fair. For instance, a 14-point increase on the IQ score was associated with only a 3 to 6% increase in wage, but being above average in looks boosted pay by 5 to 10%. Hmm. Like uh, my friend Rob says, it's the ugly dog that gets put to sleep. <laughs> Sorry, ugly people. He's a man of practicality. Yes, it, it's, it, it's true, though. Yeah, those of us with plain looks and high IQs are fucked. <laughs> There was a book, oh, I, I read this book about attractiveness, The Science of Beauty. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've seen, there's actually been a documentary on, like, a or not a and uh, uh, Discovery, as well as, like, History Channel on that. Look at peacocks. The, uh, okay, whoever has the brightest, biggest feathers, they get to breed. It's like the golden ratio or something like that. Yeah, the golden ratio. Yeah, they, they did a mathematical computation on, uh, and came up with a template based on this like golden ratio I think it was called uh, to measure somebody's attractiveness huh. and then they applied this they applied it to like you know celebrities that are considered to be very attractive and that like the template fit perfectly on their faces and so forth oh that's interesting that, that's measurement of beauty in general this is just talking about how far beauty gets you no I know but I that's that was part of that documentary you were talking about the uh, or the the book that you read you know, it's the funny. science of beauty it's funny, uh, I'm, I'm looking at this, uh, this article, and there's lots of comments underneath, and people are saying, anything based on physical attraction is always going to be doomed to fail, and, you know, I, you know, this is bullshit, da-da-da-da, you shouldn't base stuff on looks, and I bet you all these people saying this are ugly. That's just wishful thinking, folks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, if you're ugly, you're fucked. Well, but yeah, people don't realize it's a combination of everything. If you're not physically attracted to the person, you're not going to want to get to know them any better. Mm-hmm. You know who says stuff like that? Fat people. Fat <laughs> <laughs> people got nothing to do but eat Twinkies and bitch on the internet. <laughs> Damn you, fat Barry people. Rob. I'm not fat. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, you're not fat. You've been sitting on you're your ass bummed. too long. I'm tubby. You're what makes the couch ugly. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking it's okay, of I'm working it off people again. People that, uh, yeah, you are now. You and your jobby job. Speaking of people who uh, were ugly. Make the world ugly. Yeah. Uh, minus John, it's Kate plus eight. So they're moving ahead with the show. They are moving ahead with the show without John Gosselin. Is that confirmed? Because I saw that, that like, confirmed. on TV like all day. Is John out? I'm like, who cares? This is more of one of those. This is not, sorry, I forgot this, to preface yeah. this with stories no one gives a shit about. <laughs> Kate plus eight, which will adopt the new title on November 2nd, amounts to an image makeover for Kate Gosselin. The Pennsylvania mother of eight. It's just going to be focusing on Kate's role in the family and her journey as a single mother. Because John Gosselin's a worthless piece of garbage. Joy. Yay. So I that means he's going to end up under the myriad of other I'm a celebrity, get me the hell out of here is shows. It, is exactly. it him, though? Because like, I keep seeing mud slinging between the two of them. It's I like, she's responsible for the marriage breaking up. He's responsible. I'm it like, does, I okay, don't okay, give I'm, a fuck. Okay, I'm going to stop here. because I that, just that don't just, give a fuck. It doesn't matter. He's going to appear on other reality shows. She has her own. They're both getting paid. They can go enjoy where I'm not at. The only thing that saddens <laughs> me about this exactly. whole thing is it's those eight kids that are going to end up suffering. Oh, yeah, just like Octomom. Yeah. Oh, sorry for the kids. Ugh, that Ugh. woman is a train wreck mm-hmm. and a half. She's a half a train wreck. So that's all Barry has oh, as I he's thought. using his little hand signals to tell me. Is it hand signal for you? Guess what it is. <laughs> I don't know, but can you turn it up? All right. Sorry, I, have, I have a few things that, that I found, so I, I want to contribute to this discussion. Is it about furries? Uh, no. I think we should talk more about furries. We, I know you said there's something that's going to blow our mind. You can, uh, oh, that's your... coming. The, okay. the, the, the mind blower is coming. The, the first one, we're going to start slow, because as, as we mentioned before, um, we, uh, Barry and I did the live couch cast from the Onyx Theater. Yeah. With Super Yum Yum 2, and I brought uh, Let the Right One In as my film. Which I, I saw went, it was good. Which is an incredible, I think it's now on the uh, queue on Netflix if oh, you yeah. can watch it. Oh, don't tell me they're going to remake it. No, no, I've already told you it's going to be. It's already oh, been, yeah, 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 that's right. That, we already that talked about that. Yeah, it's going to remake, but they changed the name from Let the Right One In. Originally, they were thought just call it called Let Them In. I don't know, very quick American and. Whatever uh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, new hit, there's another now. It's been completely officially retitled, and the official title of the remake of "Let the Right One In" is Spando Ballet." Fishhead. What? 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 My mind is blown. <laughs> are, there, are there are there fish heads in the film that I missed? No, no. There's no fish in the film at all. There's no fish. Not, not this. There's not no the original version. Not the book. Yes, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Are they roly-poly fish heads? Do you yum, eat them up, yum? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for taking it <laughs> where you want to go. Okay, seriously. I don't know. I don't know why. Why don't you know? Why don't you know? Because the truth is out there. What? I don't know. Fish heads? Fish space heads or just fish heads? No, fish head. Fish, oh, fish head. head. Not fish plural. Head. Singular. Fish head. Yes. I'm, I'm frantically Googling and I don't get it. The opening act for Fishbone, perhaps? I don't know. I don't, that's the... St- wow, really? Okay. Great film. Now it's got a crappy title. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. We're all disappointed. You disappoint me, sir. Halloween is no longer in the hands of Rob Zombie. Thank Rob- God. <laughs> Rob Zombie has made his last Halloween picture. The franchise now moves on to a new director, Patrick Lussier. What's he done? My Bloody Valentine 3D. I never saw it. Uh, you know what? I hear it was decent. 
Yeah, yeah I, didn't I, watch I, it. I, was, I heard it was decent. Yeah, I was told it was decent too, but the 3D was really cool. But I missed it in the theaters, and I kicked myself because I like a good cheesy 3D film. The zombies, yeah, he's no longer doing it. He's got no more to say. Thank God. I mean, you know, whatever you think of Rob Zombie as a musician, as a director, he really is not great. I've, I've, I can't say I've, I've I've really actually enjoyed his films, and I have to say each one of them so far. Although I did not see Halloween too. Halloween. I hated the second part. I thought the first part was good. It took away the mystique of Rob Zombie. But when he started doing the second part, essentially the official remake of the first movie, mm-hmm. well, it was just the, uh, the caliber of everything just fell, fell apart. I was like, yeah, I've seen all of this. Just with a little more oomph. Mm. But I liked the first part, the, uh, the prequel, if you will. But okay. uh, but no more zombie for you. Uh, oh Thank well. God. My next two things have to do with Fangoria. Fangoria, Ooh, the I magazine, the magazine. That. Absolutely, it's still out there, folks. Stephen King is going to be writing an article for Fangoria, about seventy-five hundred words, in a two-part article called "What's Scary." There's already an excerpt at Fangoria.com if you want to check it out. But uh, Stephen King has never written for the magazine. He says it's always been one of his dreams. So it's one of his little dream come true. And, of course, Fangoria's dream come true, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I'm i very interested in reading this article because it is he's written articles in the past about what's scary or whatever. Right. And in introductions to his books and so on. But this is the modern Stephen King talking about what scares him now. Well, that's cool. So... Since he's experienced so much more in his later years than in his younger years, so that that's kind of fun. But uh, Barry, this this was the this was the shocker. This was the big thing I wanted to send your way. If you wouldn't mind going online right now to trinityofterror dot com, if you would please, and all of us at home, stuff, but, uh, just get, get of off the furry pages terror. and get your hand out of your pants. Trinityofterror.com. dot com. You All know, of us in the audience will wait. Just say, speaking of Fangoria, I was—I'm pretty sure it was a Fangoria magazine that I had. Then on the cover, it actually—this is way, way back when—but uh, I had a, a Fangoria magazine that had okay. Evil Dead Three colon Army of Darkness before it just became Army of Darkness. A little huh. blast from the past there. Ah, yes. I've been, I mean, all of us horror freaks have loved Fangoria all the way to the past until they jacked their oh. magazine price up to about Are you bucks. kidding me? Yep, And I is. was looking for something to do on Halloween weekend. All now right. I have something. Announced to all of our listeners out there, especially those of you in Las Vegas, Fangoria is doing a weekend of terrors and Halloween here in Las Vegas. Oh. Really? Coupled as a film festival. Huge. Absolutely friggin' huge. In fact, if you can see the poster on the bottom right-hand side, go ahead and start naming some of the people that are coming to this. The uh, Macabre. Celebrity guests from around the world of horror entertainment featuring Roger Corman. Roger Corman. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. George Romero. George Romero. And John Waters. John Waters. <laughs> I love that Thank one. you for the whispering. That's, that's great. Thank you for the Shut whispering. It. That's great. Faruza Ball. I love Corbin Burnson. Who else do I recognize? Tony Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs rules, by the way. I've Ashley met Lawrence him many of Hellraiser, speaking of. Uh, oh when I worked God. at Trek, met Jeffrey Combs Hurts, many man. times. He is awesome. This is oh a. God. This is the first time I've ever seen... Tom Savini! Tom Savini! Tom Savini like will be here in Las Vegas. So it is happening, Las Vegas, the weekend of Halloween, 30, 31st, and the 1st of November. That uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Tickets for the weekend... 
50 bucks. Oh, for the whole weekend? For the really? whole weekend. And if you want the full VIP package that includes a concert with Slipknot, it's like $277. I want to go see Slipknot. I don't want to see Slipknot. But you get the VIP package. I don't know what else is in there. I've been trying to research what else you get with the VIP package to see if it's worth the $200-some. So, so is this a convention? There's like a dealer's room and movies and they talk yes. about horror? And... The only thing they haven't shown up on there that says TBA is still uh, what... Is the uh, programming programming section, um, but they already have the films all lined up. There is a full dealer's floor. It, we have our own horror convention here in Las Vegas, my That's friends. Awesome, which is interesting because just, I don't have to go anywhere. Just a couple weeks ago, we had KillerCon here in Las Vegas, which was a horror writers' convention. Nice, which Brian Keen was at. I completely missed that. It happened during my birthday. Oh, hey, I, booths are pretty cheap too. They're only three hundred dollars a booth. So keep, you, mm, maybe the ugly couch show should make an appearance at HorrorCon. <laughs> What's so horrible about our show? No, just because that we're horror fans, dumbass. Oh, great! There's so so we, a booth full of fans. We love everybody in this room. <laughs> Yay, us in horror! And hey, self, we're selfless promoters. <laughs> yes, Why I, not? I, I have the money right now to buy a booth setup. none of us us do we're still trying to figure out how to finance the uh, renewal of our website (laughs) (laughs) which by the way people should donate we need money please if you go to the website click on the donate any amount helps in fact we may have to do a a fake PSA that's actually a great idea and we'll give you a nice little shout out we'll plug your stuff (laughs) we'll have Paul dressed up in dirty rags like for only 10 cents a day (laughs) you could put Food Don't. in this enormous you can't belly. Eat Paul for ten cents a day. <laughs> maybe a, maybe ten cents a minute. <laughs> Paul essentially is a porn phone call. Oh. <laughs> we we ten we, cents a minute. Where you? We rib him relentlessly I, because I he's not here. Oh jeez. Oh, what movies are they going to play? Oh, nothing. I, I like hey, the women who talk tracks. without the teeth. There's a Rift Tracks what? There's going to be a Rift Tracks on Halloween weekend. See? It's it's going to be this a great time. Tight. If you want to check it out, it's Trinity of Terrors with an S, dot com. I'll uh, put a link on the site. So, uh, so awesome. Go to uglycouchshow.com, and there's a link on there. And you'll probably see me there. So if you, uh, if. I'll be wearing my Ugly Couch Show shirt. So if you. We uh, all stop, will. Stop us if you see us and say hi. We, we love that. Right on. Oh, is there like events for, on Halloween night too? Oh yes, it's it's throughout. It's it's a weekend of terrors. It's 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 Fangoria, man. It's real. It's happening. Oh, nice. Now I know what I'm gonna be for Halloween? A zombie. And film. <laughs> I mean, film festival. It's it's at the Palms, right? Is that, is that yeah, it's at? at the Palms. Yeah. So it's, so got, it's at least a high class place. And, and there's gonna be a bunch of hot chicks running around because you know Halloween is like whore day. Right, and it's. Uh, and it has the run of the movie theater, so it's going to be a full-on film Let festival. Let me just say this. Horror, film, film, horror festival slash convention, thank God it's not at the plaza. Ugh. I have what? been to a couple of conventions at the plaza downtown. Those right. are my first Star Trek conventions Ugh. I ever went to, and I was turned off. That place, they, they spent all this money renovating like the gaming floor and stuff. You take that elevator up at one level to the convention area, mm-hmm. major shithole. Yeah. Major, major shithole. Rips in the carpet taped up with <laughs> duct tape. I'm not exaggerating here. Like partially burned cigarette ashtrays. Wow. With the, on the like like they're old plastic that has been burned because many, many cigarettes have been put out on them. Just terrible. 
terrible place for a convention to be held. So, yeah, Plaza Hotel, if you're going to keep having conventions there, do some upgrades on your convention center. <laughs> Please. Otherwise, no, but yeah, Palms, Palms, hands down. For the love of your dirt. Good place to, good place to have this, so that makes me happy. I wonder if Max Brooks will be here. That'd be nice. He's not on the list, is he? Oh, no. Well, then he's not going to be here. Damn Maybe it, he's one of those TBA. Max Brooks will be here on the 16th. That's Park right. Any libraries having? Uh, yeah. If you happen to be in Vegas, come check out uh, Max Brooks talking about zombies. Always a good Sweet. time. Sweet. That's my little plug for Max Brooks. Hopefully, we can get a few words with him on well, camera. That'd be nice. Now that we've had our major horror geekgasm, what else do we got? Furries. All right, because that's all I have. If you want to go back to furries, <laughs> no. I, no. think we, I think we've given them enough exposure. I want to wanna send someone to one of these furry cons. Of course you do. That's why, we have our, that's why we have our foreign correspondent, Doug X. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. There's one in Jersey. No, I'm not sending them to Jersey. One. There's Furloween in Orlando. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. In 2008, 187 people attended. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's lame. That's an orgy. Further confusion in San Jose, January. He can go to that one. Further confusion. Wow. Further confusion. Furthest north in Alberta, Canada. Yeah, no. How about for the love a of camp fur. in the wilderness? He won't How about come back. For the love of God, stop. Furries <laughs> <laughs> are great, dude. Sorry, I'm freaking out over this. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, oh, that's, there's Anthrocon. Okay, that's the, the largest one in the world, apparently. Anthrocon. Where's Anthrocon. that Anthrocon. That's in Pittsburgh uh, hmm. next year. Or it was this year. Wait, no, it's going to be next year in, yeah, in Pittsburgh. Sorry, no. So the largest one. So 700 people? No, 3,390. That's a lot of sweat. That's not not everyone's in fur costumes. But everyone who is? Only the sweats. people. Only the people who I want to tape for the show. <laughs> And I'll paint them in the most respectful light. While you're there. And that burned as <laughs> once, it came off of my mouth. <laughs> once we get home it's an, and start editing, it's an entirely different plan altogether. Conference. You know you're not helping your chances of getting in his press with this, right? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to listen to this couch cast. <laughs> Morphicon. These are great. I love this. Morphodite what? No, no, I didn't say tra- I didn't say hermorphodite, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's like a name for something new. Hermaphroditic furry costume. <laughs> for hermaphrodite. For hermaphrodite. <laughs> Remember, the genitalia goes inside the costume. Furthest from the things that we should be talking about on this show. Now remember, CSI. Look for the episode called, and I shit you not, fur and loathing. <laughs> Isn't it Fur and Loathing in Las Vegas? Just Fur and Just Loathing. Just Fur and Loathing? Yeah. All right. It's a good episode. There's your homework, people. It actually was pretty good. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for the CouchCast. That's Week in Geek. I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. We'll see you next week. I'm not a furry. I just like it.